Welcome to the show called Let's Talk Homeschool. I'm Davis and I'm with Rachel. She's my wife and we are your hosts. This is the show where we talk about everything homeschooling, the how, what, when, where, and why. We want to affirm, encourage, challenge, and inspire you in this journey. So welcome to episode number 75. Today's show is titled, Why Bible Study is Important. Okay, Rachel, let's talk homeschool. So Apologia just launched a brand new Bible curriculum titled The Word in Motion. Rachel, you are the author. I think that's pretty cool. (laughs) And one of our sons is the illustrator. That's like doubly cool. It is cool. So this two-volume study, Old and New Testament, is published in partnership with Walk Through the Bible. So Rachel, what makes this course different from others? And more importantly, why is Bible study important at all? Well, I, I want to take my cue to answer that question from Moses in the book of Deuteronomy, where he says in chapter 30, verse 19, Today I hold before you life and death, blessing and curse. Choose life. And he also says in another place, because remember Deuteronomy is his sermon series to the second generation. The first generation won't didn't get to go into the promised land because though they saw the plagues and they walked through the Red Sea on dry land, they doubted God and so they fell in the desert. So this is the second generation and Moses is so passionate about making sure they pay attention and they get it. And he says to them, these are not idle words. This is your life. So when the question comes, you know, why study the Bible? Because it's life. This is it. The most important thing that we can give our kids is not how to diagram a sentence or identify the parts of speech or do science lessons or multiply or divide or add or subtract. No, the most important thing that we can give our kids, that we can teach our kids, is who God is, who we are made in His image, and what it is that He's called us to do. How do we live based on who He is and who He's made us to be? There's not anything more important. It's like, it's literally, and Jesus told this parable when he walked the planet. He told the parable of building a house on a firm foundation. You got to build it on the rock. You can't just build it on sand. You can't build it on anything that's not going to hold it up. I mean, you could have a really good looking house on shifting sand and it's going to fall. That's right. And so you could pick the best curriculum in the market, the best science, the best math, the best grammar, the best language arts, the best history, and you are building this homeschool thing, and you don't have a foundation, and it will collapse. It will collapse. That's what the Bible says, and it's true. Right. So not only is the Bible, so not only is studying the Bible a solid foundation on which to base everything in your homeschool because of course at Apologia we believe every subject not just the Bible but your science your math everything should be taught from a biblical worldview right. uh, it, it, everything was created by God God created language mm-hmm. he created math he created the world right. all, the, all the science the history happening around us is his story coming into play exactly. he's sovereign so it everything is God's story, right. no matter what the subject is. So Bible study is that firm foundation. And of course, God's word is the solid rock, mm-hmm. Jesus being that cornerstone. Well, I know too, it also gives motivation both to the mom as the teacher, 
but also to the student. I remember when I was in school, way back, you know, in the day, back when I tell our kids all the time, back when dinosaurs roamed the planet, back when I was in school, I remember a lot of times sitting in a desk, and I'm sure that you had this experience, and many of our listeners had this experience. I am sitting there listening to a talking head drone on and on, and I just want to say, so what? Yeah. Why? Do I need to know how to diagram a sentence? Why do I need to know the difference between an adverb and adjective? Why on earth do I need to know how to do algebra? Now, I married you, and you can tell me all the reasons why to do algebra, and I appreciate that more than I ever have now. But a lot of us are just like, what is the point? And I'm going to argue, teaching the Bible is the foundation of your homeschool. Teaching your children about who God is, what he's done, what he's promised, how he's provided, how he's protected, and that he is coming back to take us home. Teaching that is just the foundation. It gives the why to everything else you do. It gives meaning to it all. It gives me Yes. I mean, if, if you believe in a sovereign God which is what the Bible teaches. A sovereign God who laid the foundation of the world, who sent his only son to pay our sin debt, who is abounding in love and mercy and grace and kindness, who is quick to forgive. If you believe in that God, then everything that happens in your daily life, whether it is, oh, look, we're at a math lesson for fractions, or, oh, look, it's time for us to look at the, the adverbs, or, oh, look, it's time for us to look at condensation. Everything that crosses your path is there by his sovereign plan. And so that means that all of those things, and I'll just add into that, making your bed, right? Doing the laundry, making dinner, picking up your toys, talking kindly to your brothers and sisters. When you have a view of the fact that there is a sovereign God over everything, he created you in his image to do his will for his glory and your good. When that is the foundation of your life, that is your perspective, the lens through which you see the world is biblical, it changes how you approach everything well, else you do. It does. Right. When you believe that God intervenes in the affairs of men, right, and then everything has meaning, right, because it all points to Him in some way, shape, or form. Because the Bible answers five primary questions that uh, usually it's applied to worldview that every worldview has to answer. Sometimes I see these reduced to only four, but I'll say the five just for what it's worth. And those are origin, where did we come from? Identity, who am I? Meaning, why am I here? Morality, how do I live? And destiny, where am I going? So those questions, boy, and at this point in our history, with everything that's happened over the last 12, 18 months, those questions have come into sharper focus for a lot of people. And they didn't even know they had those questions until they found themselves in the middle of this crisis and the chaos of the last year. But those are the fundamental questions of just about everyone's soul at one point in your life, whether tragedy's hitting or you're finding yourself alone or you're facing some midlife crisis. Those are pretty foundational questions, and we can give 
the answers to those questions to our children when we teach them about God's Word. Right. So, so you've already given some pretty convincing reasons answering the question, why study the Bible? So let me uh, continue down this path and explore it in a little different way with, uh, and see what you think about this. Uh, there's millions of books that have been published since Gutenberg's printing press. Mm-hmm. And now we have ebooks. And there's just a, the, the amount of information being added every day by way of books specifically is, is voluminous. Mm-hmm. So there are, but there are good books and bad books. Sure. So there's plenty of good books to read. And I've read many a good book. You know, give it a good read. Mm-hmm. But there are some books that are worth a reread. Mm-hmm. And we're about to go on vacation. And there are some books we're taking to read. And uh, one of them is Mere Christianity that sure. we'll be reading that we've read before. We've right. read more than once before. Right. But it's worth a good rereading. Mm-hmm. But I don't read Mere Christianity every month, every week, or certainly not every day. Right. But there is one book, because mm-hmm. uh, it's a fewer list of books to be reread. Sure. Out of all the millions of books. I can only really think of one book that's worth reading Every day. I know. And it's true. And and why? Because it's the very word of God. Right. I mean, this is the word of God. And if if you just let that sit on you for a minute, I think in America it's just so easy for us to think and to take the fact that, you know, I, in my office I have a whole shelf of Bibles. I happen to love to be able to pull different versions off the shelf and look up at different reference points. I've got different study Bibles you know, all these different points of reference in these Bibles. I've got a whole shelf, and yet there are countries where it's illegal to own one. And it takes my breath away the abundance of Bibles that we have available to us here in the United States. And that doesn't even begin to mention, like, the Bible software, and I can go to Bible Gateway, right? I can go to blueletterbible.com, and I've got all of these different references. It is the very Word of God. That's why he compels us to be in it every day. You know, in the Old Testament, Moses said over and over to the people, Come, obey, learn the statutes and the commandments and the rules of God. Teach them to your children di- di- uh, diligently. I mean, he was just pleading. If you read the book of Deuteronomy, you can just hear Moses pleading with the people, do this, do this, do this. And we also know that David, as king, was supposed to know the word of God so that he could meditate on it. He talks about meditating on it day and night because it's that important. And then, of course, Jesus himself talks about seeking ye first the kingdom of God. And one of the primary ways we seek God is how? Through the reading of his word. And so, yeah, one of the things that I love and Somebody needs to start a list because I say one of the things that I love about the Bible so often, it'd be an interesting list to compile. But another one of the things that I love about the Bible is having read it through several times, obviously, at this point in my life, it re- it's remarkable to me that I will find myself reading a passage and I'll just go, wow, was there, that their last time I read? Because I don't remember that. I remember that fact. I don't remember that person. I don't remember that nuance. I don't remember that. And I know I've read this before. And what I've come to believe is, of course it was there before, but I wasn't here 
the last time I read right, it. Right. It was there, but I wasn't here. And so that's another one of the beauties of ongoing, um, formative, transformative, reading the Bible over and over again, studying it over and over again, is that as we're transformed, right, we come back to passages we've read before, but now that we're in a different place in our sanctification, there's something new for us to learn. I, it, it's a well that never runs dry. Right. Well, all that makes me think of Isaiah 55, 11, mm. which says, So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty. Mm. Some translations say it shall not return void. Right. But it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent mm-hmm. it. So God's word is powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, mm-hmm. dividing soul and spirit. I mean, it is mighty. Uh, and there's two other verses uh, or scriptures I want to share. The longest chapter in the whole Bible is Psalm 119. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of verses in there, but two that I'll share in Psalm 119, verse 105, mm-hmm. it says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Right. So it leads the way. And then in verse 11 of that same chapter, it says, I've stored up your word in my heart. Why? So that I might not sin against you. Okay, well, you just said a mouthful just in those two verses. So Psalm 119.105, a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. And, and what that says is it shows us where we are, right? Just right, right. here we are and where we need to go. Exactly. What's the That's next beautiful. step we That's need beautiful. to take? Shows where we are and where we need to go. That's beautiful because... So often I'm like, oh, I don't even know where I am. I don't know how I got here. And yet we can know through the study of God's word, this is where you are and this is where you need to go. But the other thing that's interesting about it is it's a lamp. It's not a spotlight. It's not Colosseum lights. It's a lamp. It's just enough light to show you the next step, not the next 20 steps, just the next step. Right. That is glorious. That is glorious. And that's one of the things that we must remember is as we dare to read God's word, we are able to be cognizant of where we are with him, with others, and he shows us what we need to do next. But then the other verse that you mentioned, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Obviously, the might not means I could, I might still sin against you, but I'm less likely, is the inference of that passage, I'm less likely to sin against God, to do things I ought not do. I'm less likely to do those things when I've got his word in my heart. Mm -hmm. So not only does it give us perspective for where we are, right, direction for where we need to go, but it's protection for us. Exactly. So our actions and our words and our attitudes are protected and hemmed in. I mean, I, there are a thousand reasons to study God's Word and to lay that foundation for your family, the least of which is how it binds you together spiritually. How you all come to, If you're going to come together for one thing, let's come together around the truth of God's Word and celebrate His goodness and His glory and His sure return. Amen. Well, I shared it in the last episode, and that's Psalm 78, where Scripture says, 
that fathers in particular are to tell their children mm-hmm. the mighty wonders of God's deeds. Right. All that he's done and accomplished. And especially to his children mm-hmm. and to the children yet to be born. Right. So that the story of God's history, which is recorded in the Bible, right. is passed on to the next generation right. and the generation after that. So if you want to leave a strong legacy, leave the legacy of God's Word. Exactly. All right. Well, boy, love these conversations, but it's time to bring it to a close. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed what you heard. And if you liked it, please share it with your friends. This is Let's Talk Homeschool, and we are your hosts, Davis and Rachel Carmen. So we want to thank our sponsor, Apologia Educational Ministries. Their mission is to help homeschooling families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith. Apologia is the award-winning publisher of Creation-Based Science and a brand new Bible curriculum for homeschool families. It's called The Word in Motion and is designed for all learning styles. Visual, auditory, and kinetic. Yes, your kids will be required to move as they learn the Old and New Testament storylines and the keywords for all 66 books of the Bible. The course includes streaming video lessons by author Rachel Carmen, stirring narratives, thought-provoking review questions, and engaging notebooking journal activities. You can learn more at apologia.com slash Bible. The Word in Motion, published by Apologia in partnership with Walk Through the Bible. Go to apologia.com slash Bible, a great place to explore God's Word. Have a great day, and until next time, we are walking by faith and enjoying the homeschooling adventure of a lifetime.